Welcome to Your Bookkeeping Matters. I'm Lisa Turner, bringing you short and snackable weekly episodes on bookkeeping and business matters in an easy to understand way so you can be in control and confident that you know your bookkeeping matters. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome along to today's show. Thanks for listening in. This is a really big, no, huge topic, and that is payroll. And I absolutely love talking and teaching about this one because it is so not as easy as working out how many hours worked, times the hourly rate, check the tax table, deduct and pay them and you're done anymore. There is so much to do and it is a really, really important one to be all over because payroll is a specialty area and not all bookkeepers offer payroll services because we're constantly training and learning to keep up with all the things you need to do. So because in this season's episodes, we're talking growth and leveling up to where you want to be, we're going to go through what you need to know when hiring your first employee. Now, I am in Australia and everything I'm letting you know relates to Australian rules, laws and guidelines, as always in my episodes, but I particularly wanted to highlight that knowing I have quite a few overseas listeners. So if you're tuning in from another country, make sure you check what is applicable in your area. There's a few things you need to have in place before your new team member can even start the job. And the first thing that you need is a contract, of course. This is so you can both have crystal clear expectations of the role, the pay and everything else that goes with it. As this is the foundation for your relationship, it is extremely important you get this right. You can issue new ones, of course, if the role changes, but the bones of it is to protect you and show your employee you'll be looking after them the right way. So it's really important you engage a solicitor to create customized employee contracts for you that are tailored to your business and your processes. And you might get a couple of different versions done up to suit what you need. For example, I myself, I have a contract for full-time employees, a different one for part-time and a third for casuals because there are different terms and arrangements in each engagement. And I didn't get these from a template and I didn't use somebody else's. I had my lawyer draft these up specifically for me. Now, the next thing, and this forms some of the content that you'll actually need for your contracts, you need to know which award they fall under. And this award is the framework or rules for most of the terms of your employment agreement. And you can find this through the Fair Work website and answer some questions and it will help you work out which one is for you and your employee and your business. Now, if you do get stuck there, you can always call them Fair Work for some guidance. And if it's a really tricky one, you can reach out to a HR specialist. Now, that's someone who specializes in human resources, payroll, award interpretations, and all the nitty gritty stuff that goes with your employee. Now, Fair Work is the government area that has all the information on minimum wages, levels, terms, workplace regulations, and more. And then they make sure everyone follows these laws. So once you have that award, you'll put it in the contract and the relevant pay rate to the role they're doing, which again, you get from the award. 
Now, you can always pay more than the award, but never less. So keep that in mind. I've seen people say, I can't afford what the award says, so I just put less in my contract. You can't contract out of the law. It's illegal to pay less. So if you can't afford it, you can't have the employee. There are so many different options and scenarios here in terms of levels and pay rates and setups. So make sure you get advice from a specialist. So now you have a contract, an award, and the pay rate. Once you find the perfect person for you, you can offer them an employee role with you. How very exciting. And now they've accepted the role, there's a whole bundle of paperwork you need to get done together. Again, that is so everything is crystal clear and you've covered your obligations as an employer. Because with the role of employer, and that's what you are now, there comes a whole range of non-negotiables you need to make sure that you're doing. You've got your contract signed. You also need a new employee form. This is a form you can create yourself, which captures all the details you need from them to have all their information and to also set them up in your payroll software. And we'll get to more on that later. This form will capture things like their full name, their date of birth, the bank account they would like their pay to go in, address, next of kin, phone, email address, permission to email their payslips. Yes, you do need that. And a few other details. The next form, hasn't changed for as long as I can remember, is a tax file declaration. This gives you their tax file number and they, your new employee, answer questions on it that you'll pop into your payroll software, which then determines how much tax is deducted from their wages because you have to deduct tax. At the moment, this form has two parts, a top part, half of the page for them to complete, them, the employee, and the bottom half captures the employer's details. This bottom half only needs to be done if your payroll software can't lodge this form electronically for you, which if you're using zero accounting or similar, it does the lodgement online for you, so you don't actually need to do the bottom half and send it off. And with some more recent changes to payroll, there won't be many software left, if at all, that can't actually do this part for you. So more often than not, you don't need to fill out the bottom part of the form. Keeping your employees' personal details confidential and secure is always very important. But this tax file declaration is even more important because it can be used for fraudulent activities. So make sure you keep that information safe and secure. The next form you need to give your new team member is a super nomination form. And this does exactly that. It lets them nominate which super fund they would like their superannuation to go to. Superannuation in Australia is additional payments that you as the employer make on their behalf, on the employee's behalf to a fund that goes towards their retirement. There is not a single bit of flexibility allowed with this. You must pay the current percentage given in the superannuation legislation and it must be paid by quarterly deadlines. If you miss those, you're in a spot of bother. It's your employee's financial entitlement to have these paid and on time and something that you must have at the very top of your priority list to make sure you know what you need to do here. You can't muck around with this one at all. Now, sometimes they don't return the form to you. You can follow them up, of course, and you would like to think they would get it back to you quickly. 
but in the odd scenario that they don't, you do have a couple of options here to make sure that you meet your obligations as their employer and pay that super on time so you don't cop some fines and penalties. I won't drill too much into this today, but real fast, follow the timelines and steps on the ATO website. I'll link that up in the show notes for you, of course. But the first option is to request what is called their stapled super fund. This is a fund stapled to them, so to speak, stapled to their tax file number with the ATO, and it follows them around. And you can request this online and pay their super to that fund. If it comes back that they don't yet have a super fund stapled to them, you can pay into your default fund. And this default fund can be chosen by you as the business owner as a default fund you use for people that don't yet have super, haven't nominated, don't have stapled. Then you can meet your deadlines to pay the super even if they haven't nominated which super fund they want to use. And if they give that to you down the track, you can change it to the new one they've chosen for future super payments. The last form that you must give to every single employee is the Fair Work Information Statement. I'll link that in the show notes for you as well. It is a statement from Fair Work with the National Employment Standards or the NES and that is the base employee conditions and entitlements that apply to every single employee in Australia. I have on our new employee form, that form that I mentioned earlier for new employees, a statement above their signature confirming that they've received a copy of this because you need to keep records that you've given it to them. So that's the bundle of documents you need for all your employees. Once you have your bundle set up and a process in place, it's pretty smooth and easy for onboarding new employees. So you have to have all this done for the first one, their employee contract with a letter of offer and job description or position description, new employee form with all their details, a tax file declaration, super fund nomination form and a fair work information statement given to them. And this is the bare minimum. There are more you can and should give them. Have a chat with your solicitor and or HR specialist. And one example of another form is an employee handbook that has all your policies and procedures. And this can be done down the track, but is a great idea to have set up and in place. Okay, so you've got your new employee, they've done all the documents and we've covered the basics and the must-dos. Now you need to check your insurances are in order. Do you have workers' compensation insurance? Do you need public liability? Check with your broker, your insurance broker, on what you need here. Now there are two last main steps in getting ready for your first employee. You need to register with the ATO, the Australian Tax Office, for what is called pay-as-you-go withholding. This is PAYGW, the tax you deduct from their wages, so that you can lodge a form each quarter of how much wages you've paid and how much tax you deducted, and then send that tax money to the ATO. Because again, this is not your money, it's tax that you've withheld and paying for the employee. And this is either done on your business activity statement, your BAS, if you're registered for GST, or on an IAS, Installment Activity Statement, if you're not registered for GST. You can dive back to episode six of the show for more info on what is a BAS or IAS to explain those two different forms to you and when they're used. 
Now, lastly, a really key or integral part of having an employee, you must be using online payroll software to both process the payroll and also lodge it to the ATO using single touch payroll. And that is lodging the figures to the ATO each and every time you do a pay run. Single touch payroll has been in place here in Australia for several years now. But if you've been out of the workforce or new to employing staff, this could be completely new to you. You can't do the pays manually and lodge the amounts to the ATO or the Australian Tax Office annually and then issue payment summaries, which is the way it used to be done. All of the payroll data is now sent to the ATO each time you pay them. And there's no annual group certificates or ATOPS, ATO payment summaries anymore. There's so much to know and learn here in payroll and single touch payroll. I can't possibly cover or teach it to you through a podcast. So if this is completely foreign to you, it might be the perfect time to outsource your books to a specialist BAS or tax agent, or at least hand over your payroll for them to manage for you. Keeping in mind that payroll is a BAS service, so they must be a registered BAS or tax agent to be able to do this for you if you're outsourcing. Now, with that accounting software that you need to use to process the payroll, if you're running a business, I always recommend ditch the spreadsheets and use software from the start, something like zero, of course. Even more so, since we're talking all things growing and leveling up in this season, you should absolutely already be on accounting software. And so should be an easy step to simply add or set up payroll in your current subscription. In the off chance that you don't use accounting software yet, now is the perfect time to dive in and get started. I do have a training video in my shop on setting up Zero that will be really helpful for you. I'll pop the link in the show notes, but it's really easy to find on my website. It doesn't cover setting up payroll because that is completely different for every single person, but it sets up the main framework of your Zero. Now, most software does offer payroll only options, but I'm going to say you don't need that option. You're going to be doing all your numbers in online accounting software. So you have all the documents, you've registered for PAYGW with the ATO, and you have your payroll software. These are the basic must-haves that you need to know when hiring your first employee, because payroll is just not as simple as it used to be and you really can land yourself in hot water. So if you're new to all this, you do need to get some support around you from specialists. But at the same time, you should also learn and have a really good grasp or understanding as the business owner. Now, I have loads of blogs and podcast episodes on my website with short and snackable topics to keep you in the know. And you can search the website to find what you're looking for by the keyword or just payroll. And so many things will pop up for you to dive in and start learning. Now, your friendly BAS agent bookkeeper, like me, will be able to look after all of these things for you, of course, and any that is outside our scope will guide you in the right direction of what to do or who to speak to because we have everything in place to support you in this huge new area of your business. It is going to be a really huge learning curve for you as a new small business owner hiring your first employee. 
If you want to keep in the know, make sure you're on my numbers list to get important updates and due dates for payroll and so much more. Hit the link in the show notes or the bottom of my website, accountedforyou.com.au. Thank you so much for joining me and learning more important matters for your business. I'm so excited for the next episodes coming through. Hit subscribe or follow to make sure you don't miss what's coming up. And if you loved this, I would be so grateful if you left a review so even more business owners can learn their bookkeeping matters. I'll catch you in the next episode.